Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Asian Not Asian podcast every week. This is、uh, Fumi Abe. This is Mike Nguyen. Thanks for all the support that you guys have given us for、yes. the last、uh, couple months while、yep. we get this going. Yep. And、uh, now we've got、uh, a new step, a new way of、uh, showing some love. Yes. As you know, this is a free podcast that we do every week. Everything is always free. But we want to take the podcast to the next level. And how we're going to do that is we've created a Patreon page. That is a place where fans can donate some money. To the project. Not, I wouldn't even say donate. You are investing. Yes, this You're is investing in us. Yes, this is more of like a kind of like a stock situation. Yeah, this is、uh, an opportunity for you to get in on the ground floor. Yeah, this is turning into a, like a Times Square <laughs> presentation. I want you to consider your future. <laughs> But anyway, as an Asian person, exactly. So if you like this podcast, if you love it, and you want to show us some love,、uh, we created a Patreon page, and that money that's going to help us. Buy new equipment, do some stuff、uh, on field, do some outside recording, get better guests. Get more famous guests.、Mm-hmm. Uh, just generally make the content、uh, a little bit more varied, a little better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if it's like, even if we get ten bucks a month, Mike and I will take it like a thousand times more seriously. If there's more, <laughs> mo- I can guarantee you that.、Yes. Uh, you can find us on、uh, Patreon. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Asian, not Asian Pod. And there you will find a couple of nice pictures of us、yep. and the description of this podcast and all the cool ways we're going to use your investment. So、yep. please, please, I know you're stingy Asians, but please. <laughs> well, for the cost of one tenth of your sushi meal <laughs> per month, you can become a patron. Support two Asian orphans slash creatives slash creatives.、Yeah. Uh, so check it out and、uh, cool. Enjoy the episode. The Asian、um, Avengers, so weak. Asian <laughs> Avengers, so weak, so so fuckable, bro. You know? Whoa, whoa. There's five Asian guys together. Wow. Together. Did you ever、um, go through a stealing phase? Do I think everyone should have a gun? Maybe. You can look me up. I don't care. I'll fight you. I don't care. You want to get high as fuck? You, you like opium? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Asian Not Asian Podcast, the podcast where two Asian guys not from Asia talk about American issues no Americans seem to give a fuck about. Yeah, yeah. I'm your host Fumi Abe. I'm Mike Nguyen, and welcome. This is our 27th episode. Yes. Wow, I'm 28. So <laughs> this is、uh, it's getting it's getting personal. You're, for me. Now you're now you're getting the quarter life crisis podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where we're gonna ch- we're gonna change careers. We're, we're gonna we're gonna change topics. You know what we should do? We should we should start doing comedy. <laughs> what have we been doing this whole time? It'd be funny if、uh, if the podcast was like, "What are we doing with this Asian shit?" And we just turn into like a、uh, a personal finance podcast next week. Oh, we had that idea. I mean, have you had the, the that quarter life crisis thing? Because I had that when I was in my mid, around around your age. I think that's what comedy was for me. Oh, okay.、Kind、so that's、of. why you started doing. I, I think it's like、this. it's like maybe why I started. Yeah. But like that's not why I continue to do it. Right. But it definitely was a reason. I was just like looking for something. I was like 24. I was asking all my friends about. I I, I distinctly remember thinking I don't care about moving up in the corporate world. Yes. But I am bored. Right. I am. I remember thinking that, and I was ask. I I was considering moving to California. Oh really? Yes. That was. I was going to move. I was going to move to San Francisco. And do what? I don't know. Just get a job there. Just move. Just, just to, just to see. Just to what change else. Yeah, something. That's fair. Which you know is not. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess I did that. I mean, the way around. Yeah, I mean, moving is not like a permanent solution. I think it's the easiest solution. It's the most right. Right. It's one that is very extreme. It's very discreet. Yes. You know, it's like I'm gonna completely change my friends and my. Honestly, what you're doing is you're changing your commute. That's what it comes <laughs> down to. 
It's like, I want to take another route. Maybe I'll take a bus. Who knows? Yeah. So, so I thought about doing that and then I started comedy and then I was like, oh no, I'm like really into this. So, okay. so this is how we ended up here. Well, just letting you know that, um, that, yeah. that terror you feel, um, in bed at night never goes away and it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. What did you do when you were 25 or like 26 um, when you were having a freak out? I guess I had multiple freakouts. So, I mean, we like, you know, I had an early, early 20s one. I had a late 20s one. I mean, I guess my equivalent is I came to New York. Oh, so I came I to New York, but then I didn't start comedy. I, I wanted to do something creative. So I was like in a, another kind of semi-creative. But you, but you like changed jobs. I, yeah, I, changed, I, changed, I completely changed careers. And that was the move to New York for you. Yeah. And then I was fairly successful at doing that. And now that I'm on track with that, I'm like, hey, why not throw that all away <laughs> and hang <laughs> out with Fumi? Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. So here we are, man. Well, story of the week. What do we got today, man? What do we, we got? Uh, my Instagram followers, all two dozen of you guys, <laughs> um, saw that <laughs> I tried to go see. So one of our um, comedy friends, oh, he, he said that he wanted a particular shout out. So this is to you. Wait, he asked for he it? He said that. I swear to God. I have, it on my, I have it in my direct messages. No way. Yeah, he slid into my DMs. It was like uh, he got kind of like free or free early screening passes. To, to a to crazy not Asians, right? And this is a white dude, and yep. uh, he his name is Mercer Morrison. Okay, and he wanted a shout out. Oh, I don't know if he wants a shout out at the end of the story, <laughs> but his name is Mercer Morrison. He's another comic. He's a funny guy. And thank uh, you, Morrison. That's thank not you. his name. Mercer. 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 <laughs> Mercer Morrison. He uh, got tickets to go see it, and um, I was able to go with my wife. And it's like an early ticket thing it's one of those things where it's free but you got to show up real early because like the line gets huge and so i don't know what it is every year around this time i find myself standing outside on a new hot new york city street for hours for whatever reason for whatever reason one year i had to do this uh, nbc diversity stand-up thing i was out all night (laughs) with the garbage and the scum for listeners stand-up nbc is a annual stand-up competition that nbc hosts and you can audition in like four different cities. New York is one of them. And if you have like a manager or something, you can just go ahead and audition for the judges. But if you don't have one, you have to line up it's overnight. Open call. Yeah. It's an open call, like American Idol style. You got to line up. There's like 150 people there. They only take the first 100 people, I think. Yeah. And you just basically have to get in line, just sit there all night on 23rd Street. 23rd Street and 8th. And it's it was... How many times have you done that? I've only had to stand in line once. Okay. I've I, same thing. I stand I stood in line once and I remember thinking I had a chair. Yes. So I, I remember thinking like, I had that chair. Yes, I gave you that chair. It was a magic, magic chair. We, we magic believed chair. it to be magical. Yep. <laughs> because we both got callbacks. Yes. But I remember thinking, Oh, I'll be fine. I can sleep anywhere. But then I didn't realize New York City, when they say it never sleeps, it's not oh talking about it's not talking about the people. It's not talking about the bros. <laughs> It's not talking about the bars. It's talking about the garbage trucks. Oh, Jesus. In the middle of the night. Literally the sound of like Constant. a loud car does not stop. Yeah. So therefore you cannot sleep. It's just you just always beeping. Literally cannot sleep. It's and crazy. And it was awful. It was awful. It's uh it's it's truly a New York experience. So uh this time my, this time uh we had to stand outside in line to go into this movie. We didn't stand out that that long, but it was real humid and we were waiting in line for a long time. A lot of people who were in line, not Asian. Mm. Um, and I thought, you know what? This is the one time Asian people get in the front of the line. You know what? <laughs> that's, that's right. We should go. Up. Everybody's got their own movies. You go and you go see, you know, uh, Avengers. Well, <laughs> Avengers. And you, <laughs> you go see Tyler Perry movies and you get yeah. to go see uh, whatever, Ghost in the Shell, whatever. Those, those movies are for yeah. other people. 
this is Asian, an Asian movie. Asian <laughs> movie should get to go first. That's I'll take true. a blood test. That's it's true. fine. Sponsored by 23andMe. <laughs> so we um, waited in line for a while and they like slowly trickled us in. And this was, I don't know what kind of ramshackle operation this was, but it was the people who were running it were like not professional like event people. They're just AMC employees who were 16. They were, no, they were. It was like a group of people who were doing it, and it was like for it. It was you know, it was like they had their friends helping. Do you know what I'm saying? It it wasn't yeah. like so like they, the, they weren't wearing official. No, it wasn't like oh we're we're you know from Warner Brothers and wow. we're doing this. We're not. You know what I'm saying? It was just like some people were doing this, and then we went inside and it was already full. Like we we were in the first third of the line, I would say, and it was really already, by the time we got inside, it was already full. How? I don't know. I don't know how because it wasn't that many people in front of us, but it wasn't that big of a theater. But we went in there; it was full, and, and like there was like random spots. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, people were just all over the place. People were like saving chairs and shit. Two of the rows, two or three of the rows, were were reserved for people, the people who helped organize this thing. Okay. And they were like, okay, well, you know, these rows, rows will open up because we will, you know, not everyone will show up. So my wife and I are standing there and she's super pissed already. She just doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't, she doesn't like me as it is. And this made things worse. <laughs> and, um, finally, you know, and the screening is supposed to start at seven thirty. It's like seven forty, seven forty-five, And they were like, okay, you can go to those seats. But there's like already like 20 people standing inside, 20, 25 people standing in the theater. So we all like bum rush those seats we just ran out of chairs. We just ran out of seats. Mm. And there was like a couple of random seats. So I could have sat in the way back and then Gina could have sat in the very front and oh, like I see, that. I see. So I just was like, you know, also we haven't lost anything other than like an hour or two of our time so far. Mm-hmm. And let's just, uh, just cut your losses, cut my losses. And, uh, we went home. So, wow, um, it's almost like the, the Asian comedy guys don't want us to see this movie. You know, we thought it came out last week. It didn't. And then we try to go see it a little pre-screening, <laughs> pre-screen. It didn't work. Exclusive thing. Yep. Didn't work. I think, um, you know, I don't feel that bad because I like to think that I'm probably personally responsible for getting two or three people to go see it with, through this podcast. Oh, you know what I'm saying? that's so true. I've done my duty. My place in Asian heaven has been is been granted. I get <laughs> Asian I get the seventy seven <laughs> virgins or whatever it is, and one grandma who's cooking. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it does sound good. Wow. Well, it comes out tomorrow. It does. Right. We should probably go see it. You're not going to be around this weekend. No. You fucking. I might see it in South Dakota. I'll be killing time. You think they'll show it in South Dakota? Yeah. I'm going to be in South Dakota doing a uh, uh, an hour comedy show at a college. Which I don't, one? Do we have any? South Dakota, South Dakota listeners, you think? Do which school is it? It's called the South Dakota School of Mines and Technology. You know what's funny? I met a dude from there. No, you didn't. I swear to fucking God. Who? I don't know what his name is, but I was at a, I was at this party, this gay party. This is relevant. I'm not just being <laughs> like homophobic, but like it was a rosé party, and it was oh, my two say gay, no more. <laughs> yeah, my two gay friends were throwing it, and this this uh, young guy was there with his much older quote-unquote friend sure and he was from that school and he i wanted you know he was like a tall skin skinny guy yeah and i i just was like man this the adventures this guy must be having oh yeah going from south dakota to new york you know there's something about um if i see like a, a gay friend of mine dating an older gay friend 
I mean, obviously, like any age gap, people tend to judge a little bit. But if I find out that that guy is from like Alabama or mm-hmm. some like really conservative state, I let him go because it's like you probably couldn't even come out till you were like thirty-five. Right. You you, you got started in the game very late. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so he's only been gay for probably like eight years. Oh shit! You know, so he's so, got to start from the bottom. He's exactly. Uh, you know, so exactly. To speak. So. I think your friend's fine. Okay. But uh, if anybody's around, come see me at the South Dakota School of Mines and Technology. Is it in like a big city? Rapid City. Hey, yeah. I've heard of that place. I'm going to go. Uh, that's where they have like the, I call it the Naruto thing, but it's not the Naruto thing. It's the <laughs> president heads. Dude. Um, dude, the- I bet you you go to it and they go, dude, your cosplay is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Go check it out. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we're back, and we've got a new, well, not a new segment, but a continuing segment. Yep. This one is called What's on Netflix? What's on the Netflix? And we've been, I've been watching, um... In in preparation for my trip to Korea, I've been watching a lot of uh, Korean dramas Mm -hmm. and comedy dramas. And I think last time I recommended Hell of My Twenties. Yes. And now I'm watching. um, I'm watching several, and one of them is uh, is not a Korean drama, but it's about Korean people, Mm -hmm. and it's called Kim's Convenience. Yes. And And it's been out. It's a Canadian thing. Yep. It's been out. In Canada for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. and it's just now on Netflix. So I think there's two seasons so far, yeah. And you can watch them, and uh, I've been checking them out, and they've been pretty cool. You've been watching two, yeah. Seasons? I watched a couple. Um, actually, one of our listeners, I forgot what her name is. She Instagrammed us, and she said, "I want your take on it." And she thought it was too. She thought it was really. She said it was too real. The show too real. I mean, I've only seen two episodes. I've only seen three. Um, initial impressions. Uh, I thought it was funny. Yeah. You know, it's cute. Um, it's really Korean specific. It is and, and I don't fairly know, Korean specific. I don't know if other people get that. Mm. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it's like, oh, they're Asian, so they want they don't want her to be a photographer. And they're yeah. Asian, so her mom is bragging about her kids. That's a very, that's a very Korean thing. I yeah, think. but I think that's still pretty, that's pretty Asian in the sense that like you want, you know, there's a lot of stress for the kid to not be a creative person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I... I I do agree with you there. There are a couple of things that are very Korean. So you haven't gotten to the third episode. No, but even that car, like, so the son. Yeah. So it's about a, so it's about a family that owns a convenience store. Right. Called like Kim's a, Convenience. Kim's Convenience. And there are two parents. Yep. The mom and the dad. Mm-hmm. And then there's the daughter 
who's a total babe, and she is a photography major at a college. And mm-hmm. there's a son who apparently ran away from home when he was 16 because he like got in trouble for vandalism or something, right? right. He went, didn't he go to jail or something? Something like that. He's a criminal record. We don't, I don't know at this point what the criminal thing is, but because of that, he kind of chose to... And also that plus his overbearing parents, he chose to cut relations with his parents. So he just works at a car rental store, mm. a car rental shop, and uh, that's what he's doing. But there was a scene when like his mother goes to the car rental store um, to help him not get a promotion. They show the mom hanging out with other Korean moms at a church. Yes, and they're that's bra- very Korean thing. They're bragging to each other about their kids' accomplishments, yes. like what school they go to, yes. what they're studying. And the main character's mom is saying, oh, she got a very high mark on her latest photography project. And this other asshole mom is like, oh, what is she going to do as a starving artist? She's kind of mm. like roasting this mom. Yep. And, and then, you know, they they bring up the son and she's like, what does the son do? And he's like, well, my son works at a car rental shop and they all kind of laugh at her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the son tells the mom that he may get a promotion at work and become an assistant manager. Mm-hmm. And the mom gets embarrassed because that's an embarrassing job. He's got a lot of potential. So she goes to work and tries to convince the boss not to let him be an assistant manager, mm. even though he hasn't gotten the job yet. Yeah. And it's a little exaggerated, but like that's a very Korean thing. Yeah. You I mean think. like the idea that like your parents are kind of meddling and stuff. Still meddling even though he's a full adult. Right? Yeah. I think that is if you kind of draw like a bunch of concentric circles around being Korean that's a pretty Korean thing. Although uh-huh. I, I could see other Asian parents doing that, like Chinese parents or something mm, like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't really, I only know this from like, I guess your stories with, with your wife and then like yeah. our other close Korean friends mm. and how involved their moms are in their lives. Right. Despite their age. Yeah. So, but your parents didn't do the thing where they're, well, I guess your parents didn't grow up with other Japanese people around, but they didn't like, you know, I don't know. Brett, I mean, like pressure you see, into like doing have, something. They might have, but like I was never in that conversation. So I have no idea. They Got could it. have. Right. They might've been doing that. Right. Um, they sometimes they would talk shit like during dinner. Right. I think that is a very Asian American thing. And this is the whole point of this podcast because like, <laughs> cause I have, because of your experience versus my experience and like the way we sort of see this, uh, show. And I was, I think it's funny that the, uh, our, our listener who recommended this said that this was too real. Mm-hmm. And I think it's too real because a, we were talking about this, a, the, Korean characters are multifaceted. <laughs> you know, they're not, right. you know, right, yes, right, it's right. true. He is like, he does run a Korean, you know, he runs a uh, convenience store, but yeah. he doesn't just run the convenience store. Right. He has opinions about gay people. He, right. which is hilarious. He he's used got, to be a photographer. Right? Yeah, he, yeah. He has, you know, he has, he has a history, right? He yeah. has, you know, how he's met his mom. He has like, you know, th- all these things. Yeah, of course he has values, which you could kind of say are typically yeah. a Korean immigrant thing. But he has all sorts of like quirks and mannerisms, which uh, make him kind of like a funny, weird person. Yes, I know? think um, that's a new thing to television. Absolutely. Unfortunately, I guess. I mean, Fresh Off the Boat kind of does that. Yeah. You know, you get the Jessica, the mom, Constance Wu playing the you must study Asian mom. Yeah. But she also has this like goofy side, you know, she's she totally. likes getting a d- good deal. She likes doing funky things with, with Honey and Marvin, their neighbors. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's like, she's also like a fun mom. Right. And Randall Park, the dad, is also like a fun dad. And that's like not something that was often portrayed in the media. So, yeah, it is it is real in that way because, of course, like Asian people have these dimensions, but it's like not often perceived that way. Right. Um, but one thing I don't know if I liked or I thought if it was – I don't know if it's a Canadian thing. This may not be an Asian thing, but mm. I thought like the whole gay joke thing 
when he asks people like, "What? Why do you do this to yourself?" Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know if that like, I I guess that's like real in the way that that's something that like an Asian dad would yeah, say. Yeah, totally. But just because the show is like pretty American Americanized, yeah, or Canadian, you know, Canadian, yeah, right, Western, Westernized, yeah. uh-huh. it felt like ugh to me. It's like, oh, mm. this is a little offensive. You know what I mean? Mm, you're very uh, liberal, you libtard. I think that if he just said it more of like an actual Asian person, I would have been less offended. Really? Because I think, see, that's another thing. I think that Asian people, not all of them, but a lot of the uh, the older generation, they have a older viewpoint on homosexuality. Mm-hmm. So when in California, we were supposed to have a proposition that legalized gay marriage. We were supposed to be the first state. But it didn't pass, mm-hmm. and partially because of Chinese Americans and Vietnamese Americans and, and all sorts of Asian and people. There's because a of, there's a lot of them over there. Because there's a lot of Asian people, and there's a lot of conservative Asian people who are Christians. And, you know, this is actually a, a thing that happened with a lot of the minorities there. So, like African Americans and um, uh, Latino Americans and, and, and Asian Americans. So, w- they have a somewhat unevolved viewpoint on mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. and for them they think they some of them might think that homosexuality is a choice i think that's a very contentious point yeah yeah, yeah. so do you think that this show could pass in the u.s no. i wonder why let's talk about what the difference between that what kim's convenience and fresh off the boat and like why fresh off the boat exists here and why that doesn't exist we're here. more racist here Yes, <laughs> we're more racist here. We're we're just we're just not but how ready. Does that, but how does that affect? I think we're just not ready for, you know, we see a lot of times certain comedians who use what we call easy jokes. Right. The name of our comedy show is Hack City. Right. Right. Hack City. The reason why we call it for you listeners out there is because when Fumi and I we we would do open mics, if one of us did a joke or heard a joke that was what we consider hacky, we would say that to each other. Right. Right. Hack City. Right. And so that's why we call it Hack City because that's kind of an inside joke for us. But there's 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 a certain like bunch of jokes and themes you can hit on as an Asian person, which like the quote unquote a mainstream America is like I get it, you know. Right. I'm 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 Asian. I'm not a good driver. Right. I'm Asian. I I'm, study hard. Yes, exactly. Right? I play piano. Exactly. Very so, very easy ideas that everyone can get on, exactly, get on board. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that not that fresh off the boat has kind of supports that or, or perpetuates that because I think it it doesn't do that, but I think it's a little bit more digestible. I 100% agree. You know, like the, I, I mean, agree. like the sun, the sun, that the the whole idea of a sun running away from Asian sun, running away from home, having a record, and then working at a car rental car shop. rental thing. Right. That doesn't make sense. Right. It makes sense to me. Yeah. And you. Yeah. Because we have lives, and we think we you know we think like sure, if certain things played out that way, I could have done that. Yeah. But to the an average American consumer. It's like, wait a minute, they all like, go to Harvard and they right. all like become engineers. And exactly, like exactly. And when you meet one like that, you don't even have a, a reference point yes. to, to begin digesting that kind of situation. So right. therefore, you can't even focus on the plot probably. Right, we're still, we're still trying to, you know, we're still in that sitcom, very simple sitcom situation and we're trying to get to the, you know, insecure level. You know what's really funny is fresh off the boat, like sure it was a win for Asian people, but they had to make it a show about about the fucking 90s. <laughs> you know because because they don't they still don't really understand what Asian people do like in the millennium. <laughs> you yeah, know so it's like, like why I know what they well, did in the hold on here. early 90s, right? Like a lot of chopsticks, a lot of like red <laughs> calendars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So that's really interesting. I, I didn't realize Canada was so progressive. I think we have some Canadian listeners. I think it's fairly a fairly progressive state. I mean, and, place. And I don't mean progressive as in like, you know, girls having armpit hair. I mean progressive <laughs> as in like, I see you as a person. You know, I mean, I mean, not to say there isn't a lot of racism in other places, but like you go to other other countries, like you go to the UK or something, and you see a lot of like mixed couples. You yeah. know, uh, you know, South Asians are fairly integrated into more integrated i think mm -hmm. and again while they still have racism over here there's like this kind of like unspoken there's a lot of hate here yeah there's a lot of unspoken like there's a current it's like you're trying to swim to shore but then something's happening that you can't you know kind of get ahead mm. and I, that, that, I think that's the thing that's kind of crazy about america well check out uh, kim's convenience it's on netflix it's on netflix if you're ready for that um asian 201 yeah man because uh, that's what we're all about you know here's okay Here's the least believable thing about Kim's convenience and also fresh off the boat that the parents hug each other. Oh yeah. Fuck that. But they have to put that in there. Yeah, they do. This is America, baby. That. Exactly. Hug, They're not used baby. to it. They're not ready. They're not ready for the separate beds. <laughs>Try this new segment we did this once called mailbag, mailbag. this is uh ding, ding. this is uh where we answer some questions that are uh, coming in from our fans via email via mm -hmm. instagram mm -hmm. via twitter mm -hmm. and um you know some of you guys asked some deep ass questions that we can't answer right now uh, i think one girl asked us about uh how it feels to be an adopted asian person which i can't answer that um we we should get that's gotta be tight though i mean, I mean not tight but like <laughs> You know, like so tight. There's just so. I, I, I one one time I went to I was in K Town and um and Gina and I we went to this bar just like before dinner, and they had a happy hour and it was like full of Korean people, yeah. you know, in K Town and I was like uh huh mm hmm mm hmm and then I noticed that, you know, everybody's speaking English, which isn't that unusual. Yep. And then I noticed on everyone's names tags they had like very American names, and then I saw on, a like table that it was a meetup for korean american adoptees whoa dude i love that there are really specific meetings like that yeah but I it was that. packed full of people and <laughs> so it's just everybody who looks really korean but their names are like eileen mckenna yes or something exactly like that. <laughs> you know i <laughs> i love Hi. it i love it yeah when, when you see a guy and his name like gus ferguson yeah exactly <laughs> and this dude looks like so fast and the furious man yo that's great i mean we sh i don't know we we know a couple of yes well there's that semi-famous comedian joe kim booster oh he's, adopted. he's he's also gay that's like whoa that's like a triple and he's got asian a gay adopted yeah yeah we should get that guy i don't know if he'd want to do it but if we could ask him i know he's like a big deal now he's a big deal now Shouts. i don't know if he'll talk to us but you know that's uh that's on us everybody okay well we'll work on that in the so, meantime we've got other questions yes in the meantime we got some questions uh we got uh i'm gonna i'm gonna read a lot of these and we're not gonna we're just, we're just gonna pick one we got uh one from the SUP podcast, your your ex podcast people. Oh yes, he said, "Yo, yo, plug SUP." No thanks. <laughs> uh, moving on. Y'all are some of the few Asians that fuck with black culture rather than white. Hmm. Not a question. Uh, mm -hmm. Did you have any Asian American role models to look up to in media growing up? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Want to do that one? Sure. All right. That's a question from Irving. Chong, did you have any Asian American role models to look up to in media growing up? Yeah, um, we definitely. Oh man, well this is uh, this should be interesting because you and I had very different upbringings. We did, I but grew also, up in the 90s. I, but I also grew up in Japan until I was eight. That's true. So 
I always say this, but I think that, you know, if you come from Asia, Asia, because you at one point lived in a country where everybody looked like you, you have some sort of a, this like weird confidence. Yes. Identity confidence. Right? Yeah. Like sure. you, don't, you don't feel weird. Yes. And so I think when I moved here, like, I don't think that I specifically looked for mm. Asian people on TV mm-hmm. because in my head I was like, oh, this is American TV. Therefore, so they wouldn't have Americans. They wouldn't have Asian people on here. But that's that's mm. partially due to me being brainwashed by American <laughs> media. Right, right. Right? Like they if I moved here and there were a lot of like Asian Americans on TV, I'd be like, Oh, cool. But at the time it was like only Jackie Chan movie and you know, hidden hidden tiger crouching dragon. So Yeah. So I think for me, I mean the obvious okay, like I think the reason why people everybody picks Bruce Lee is because A he is Oh, is he your role model? Well, not really. <laughs> But he is dope. Um, he is dope. And I would say he's dope, not just because he's good at martial arts, but if you watch his movies, yeah. he has that thing that people say, star power. Star quality, He, yeah. You want to look at him. Yeah. You know? Even when he was doing um, Green Hornet, you know, with that other white guy, when he played that fucking chauffeur or whatever for that mm-hmm. white guy, he is, he just exudes like this real like coolness. Yeah. You know, and then help, you know, it, it helps of course that he does martial arts. There's this old tape of him. You should watch it on YouTube with him auditioning to play the role of Kato. And who else was at that audition? Other than Oh, him? I'm sure there was like a cup. I mean, I'm sure they, I'm sure a fucking, they try to throw a, a white guy in there. <laughs> I'm sure they fucking, uh, we'll put we'll tape up his eyes. It'll be fine. Yeah. But he was so cool in in this audition tape. You find this old audition tape of him um, auditioning, and he liked acting, right? I mean, he came to America to be an actor. To be an actor. Yeah. But he he did have that martial arts roots, but it's he not did. like he he didn't want to become like a like a sensei or whatever. No, you know? I mean that that whole thing didn't really you know the the kung fu thing didn't really exist. Um, uh, you know, kung fu movies didn't really exist yet. You know, and so he was coming here and he was like trying to do that whole thing yeah. and um you know he he's just a cool guy i mean i wouldn't be surprised if he had lived if he had made movies where he doesn't do martial arts and he would still be awesome because oh, he sure. was super he just was like he even had a cool accent he did it wasn't even a chinese accent it, it was, was like a, know, it was almost british yeah well he grew up in hong kong oh, so he had right. kind of like a weird mix but he was just like super slick and he had like cool style and shit but um Is so it, have yeah. you seen that clip where he talks about being water Exactly. Oh my god, that was so fucking cool. Fucking sweet. so cool that it should have been like a graduation speech, you know? Absolutely, you know. So uh, that's always the obvious one. But then growing up, I, jeez, who did I even see on TV? I'm drawing a blank on like other. Fan. I remember liking Dad Fan. I, you know what? I just was fucking glad that somebody told a nail salon joke, where the nail salon worker was the winner. Wait, I don't actually know that joke. He, it's very Dad Fanish, okay. and I couldn't do it. But like, essentially, it's what like that. Yeah, exactly. Go, what the hell? Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, that's his. He does that. He does that a lot. But he does a joke where he um he talks about the nail salon person, and it's like it's always fun because like they they uh they're like oh you know like they're so nice to you, but then they turn and and then they say all sorts of stuff to their friend who's ah, sitting next to them. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, like yeah. totally true. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, I liked him, and it's kind of you know what happened to him as far as like his, how his career went is kind of shitty, but. Uh, I did see him a few times and he was dope. I remember seeing him in like seventh grade. And for the first time I was like, oh, it's so cool that like he's doing Asian jokes. Like he's doing jokes about. And I remember thinking, I remember feeling like very happy. Yes. Not that it represented 100% of my lifestyle. Yes. But it was very cool to see him just like putting Asian stories uh, out there, you know? Yeah. He had this one joke that I thought was so great. It was about how 
you know, a lot of white people will come up to Asian people and be like, ding dong, ding dong. Oh my God. This and is then a good he'd joke. be like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, it's not like, why would you do that? It's not like I go up to white people and be like, tree, fire, water, <laughs> yeah, bridge, airplane, floor, yeah, ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I thought that, I mean, it's really hacked now, but, but back then, back then it was really funny. That's funny. But because I had, I did have people say ching chong to me and Absolutely. I was like, that's so cool. Like, that's a cool comeback. You know? It is a cool comeback. Yeah. So Ah, we're so hacked. We like that fan. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> but you he know, was great. I, he, I thought he was great. I, I stand mean, by it. Now, like, now, now, now there's, like, more people to look up to, which is yeah. cool. I mean, I like Ken Jeong. I know that some people don't like Ken Jeong. I like him. He's yeah, funny. he's funny as hell. Uh, shit, man. You know, like, even though he's younger than me, Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie man. Chang. Oh, but he's, he, I think he's talking about growing up. Growing I know. This well, that's like, what I'm saying is that now I'm still growing I'm up. I'm still growing up. I'm still a boy. <laughs> but I think that's the thing is, like, in the 90s and early 2000s, there was, like, Harold. Oh yeah, Harold, you John know, Cho, John Cho, Harold yeah, Kumar. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. he he was in uh, you know, the um, uh, American Pie movie, and he had that one line, right, yeah. the MILF line, right? Yeah, Milf. you know, huge Milf. impact. Milf, right. Yeah, huge impact. That was sweet. Yeah, you know, but that's the thing is that like you, <laughs> if you saw an Asian person, it was like seeing a unicorn on TV. Oh, you know? for You'd sure. Like, oh, who, who's that? Who's that? You know, Lucy Liu was. She wasn't like a role model, but I she was in Charlie's Angels. And, oh, babe, and such I, a I was babe. like. That's cool that people think she's hot. That's cool. No, she's still hot. I think Constance Wu, this is a good time to bring this up. Constance Wu posted this like really emotional thing on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And she talked about how for 10 years when she moved to New York, she moved to LA from New York, she worked as a waiter and she was auditioning for like really hacky roles and she got nothing. Mm. She got, she literally had like not a lot of things happening for her until she got fresh off the boat. Um, and she didn't think that it, it was going to happen for her because growing up, you know, she, it wasn't very common to see Asian people on screen. Totally. But hopefully with the fresh off the boat and this movie, you know, she can inspire other like Asian girls to feel that way. Right. So yeah, for us, like, I mean, we, I guess the sad answer is that like, we really didn't have that many. We really didn't. And, uh, it's not that we weren't seeking it. It was just, there weren't that many options. Yeah. And unless like that fan, like unless you were in the comedy, you probably don't even know who he is. Right. I mean, in some ways, it's kind of exciting because then maybe, you know, we're part of that crust of people who can push the thing, you know? Yeah. Maybe one of us will become famous. Yay. 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 <laughs> Anyways, to answer your question, uh, I don't know. I mean, otherwise, my, my, I don't know who my role model is. My grandpa? I don't know. <laughs> that, that's what it becomes. I you think, know, it really is. Like, people, he, he's dope. He dresses awesome. You that's know what, what I was thinking? Um, you had this joke a long time ago about how men's fashion started in 2010. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, that's right. Okay, so I was on a Delta flight back from that comedy festival. And Delta, now they do this thing where the safety video, they go through the history of Delta outfits, ah, Delta uniforms. Yeah. And with the women, it's beautiful. It's Every generation is a different color, different style. Sometimes they have like belts that are really high, belts that are really low, hats, different color different like neck design like mm. there's a lot of creative design work going into their outfits dudes have been wearing the same shit since like 1905 we really have we've <laughs> been it's fucking insane you look at the presidents right all yes. the presidents first of all all white and right. all the way up until obama yeah. and then you look at really what they're wearing essentially what they're wearing is a shirt a something around the neck and a jacket really i mean over george washington over looks over. different from obama their outfits because they had like the yeah like the i don't even know what the, the certain kind of pant yeah yeah you know with the high socks and mm-hmm. but i think presidents have only ever worn that or a the suit, suit a suit what we know today basically since like 
1776. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like 19, uh, I don't know, 100. The, you know, the modern, what was called the leisure. I know too much about fashion. Yeah. The leisure suit that was introduced and everyone just wore that. And we still wear it. It's a variation of that. But now it's, it's, the like, same thing. it's like 2018. It's like, uh, it's just a better, it's like a little it's like tighter. It's like a little bit slimmer. It's a little you know? slimmer. Some some men are not wearing ties anymore. I don't know, you know, but really that's that's, that's what a, it comes down that's to. That's a removal of the outfit. That's, yeah, you know? you're even wearing less stuff. So, so I just wanted to call that out. Yeah. But, uh, does that lead into another question? Great segue into the next question. He said, uh, I want to read this verbatim so I don't mess this up. He said, why are so many Asian guys hype beasts <laughs> or deep into fashion? Parentheses, myself included. This is a question from Donvo. Oh, Don. Yeah. Hey, Don. Um, Wait, before we start, what the fuck is a hype beast? So a hype beast is a person who's really into like the latest fashion thing in particular, usually a streetwear thing. Okay. So okay. like if you're really into Yeezys mm-hmm. or into off white, like, you know, about all the new sneakers. Coming yeah. Out. You're really okay. into Supreme. Got right. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fairly hype beasty. Right. So why are so many Asian guys hype beasts? You know, this relates to another question that we got. The first question you talked about, about how Asian people, why are we so many of us white, but then so many of a lot of us fuck with black culture too. Mm-hmm. So Ooh, we're answering all the questions today. all at once. They're all related. My friend, they're I all related. It. All I the same it. question. The same question. Oh, it all boils down to why doesn't anyone want to fuck us? <laughs> <laughs> that actually is. We the don't really want to talk question. about that, but that is the number, That's one, the question. number one question. But, it, but there's so many branches. There's so many branches. So branches. I think that, you know, you kind of, you know, you kind of, uh, you know, there's, there's the mainstream, mm-hmm. right? Which is what everyone is supposed to do. I mean, regardless of race. And then there's a bunch of alternatives. And naturally, I think black culture is a, uh, you know, resistance and reaction to mainstream, mainstream white culture. Right. You know, hip hop. They have to be. It has to be. By, right. by, you know, by necessity. So that's black culture, hip hop culture, all sorts of street culture, whatever you want to call it. And as an Asian person, right, I, we're, we're kind of just like bobbing around. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. We're not even like Latino people. Latino people are like in many ways indigenous to North America. Yes. <laughs> they belonged here first. Right, they were right, here first. Right, right. And they've got, they got their shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? They got, they're like attached to the land. This is their, this is their thing. And a lot of us, we're all immigrants compared to them. Right. So we're just kind of floating around Asian people and we're just like, Oh, well, you know, you, you kind of pick two doors and you can on the, on door number one, be a white person. Right. Door number, be, door number yeah. one, become a white person because it's easy. Yeah, Life it is. is easy. It's just like, that's the way to go. And, and it's, and, and, and we're, uh, you know, the quote unquote race that is the model. And so we're allowed quote unquote to right. go into that door where and like other people aren't allowed to. That's the door that a lot of our immigrant parents want us to go right, through. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's the American dream. Right. And ideally if, if the, if America was not racist, everyone could go through that door and yeah. everyone could own a house and everyone yeah. could have like a 401k. Yeah. But Asian people, we're American, we're not American. We look different, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we our, our armpits don't stink. I don't know what it is. Our earwax is different. Yes, <laughs> very different earwax. <laughs> I don't you know if you guys knew about that. We have uh, we have um, crusty earwax. Yes. <laughs> very important detail in answering this question. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the thing. That's what sets us apart. So, um, you know, I think, and especially even as entertainers, we think about this. Like, we're, we, if you don't want to be mainstream, what else could you be? You could be a crust punk you know you could be uh you could embrace rock and roll you could be a jazz musician and i think for a lot of younger dudes it's the opposite to be cool to not be in mainstream Mm -hmm. culture is to be black right right right. you know you uh what's his name um 
who's on the Daily Show or who used to be on the Daily Show, the Indian dude, Hasan Minhaj. Yes, is, is he not on there anymore? Uh, I think he's kind of like the in and out of okay. it. But okay. anyways, he, he has like a one man show. Remember we we read this? Yes. And the 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 New York Times um, critique, right? Yep. That fucking asshole. Yeah. And he was talking about how Hassan for an hour would go on about Indian identity, what it's like to be an Indian person. Is he even Indian? He's Pakistani, something, right? Yeah. Basically being brown. Goes on all this stuff. But then the final critique from the New York Times journalist was that he thought it, he felt that it was very unfortunate that he would depend on the jargon mm-hmm. and the vernacular of a African-American. Yes to tell his story right he was saying why can't you just be indian instead of talking like you know what i'm saying yeah you know yep and i actually didn't i hated that critique yep i hated I, that and, so much and for all the reasons we were, we were actually talking about so it's like you really what that critique is saying is why can't you act white right 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 what we gave you the opportunity to act white <laughs> why don't you eat the white cake right why don't you, you know? go through door number one why don't you go through door number one you know, we like you which is why you know you know, people don't like it when we don't go through door number one because we, we were given the chance to go through door number one and we were like, nah, I like Jordans. So I'm going to go through door right, number one. Right, 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 right. So uh, I think as an Asian person, you know, what are we supposed to sound like? Well, um, I mean, this is not the language my ancestors spoke. I don't, you know, they didn't speak English growing up. So it's like, it can either be white or I could not be white, right? But right. The, the alternative is just to be black. To be, right. Right. And a, a lot of times black, unfortunately, is associated with like lower income, mm. right? So like the way they speak is not always grammatically correct. But right. that's but that's like the that jargon has become mainstream almost through like rap music it has, it and has. cool art and fashion. It has. And but I, I guess you're right to a point where it's difficult because you look at the defined paths mm-hmm. and it's either like the white way mm-hmm. or the black way. Mm-hmm. And we go to one side and people critique us and then you go to the other side and yeah. we're like, why are you so white? Yeah, and that's the whole goddamn point of this podcast. When I when I was growing up, my one of this dude I knew in high school, his name was Justin Shea, and he had a he he was Asian, but he kind of had a falling out with the Asian crew, uh-huh. quote unquote, and so he didn't have any friends, and so he had to hang out with all the Latinos. Okay, so so there's this a Chinese dude who became real Latino. Whoa, like he with wore, the clothes, with the clothes, like he a cholo? Even, yeah, cholo ish. Oh, you know? right. There's a. I remember uh, one of our uh, like one of the girls in my Spanish class. She showed a, a video for quinceanera. Yeah, you know quinceanera. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then my friend, that guy Justin, was in it. He was in it. <laughs> he was just there, you know, and just hanging out, you know. So it's just like Asian people. We're kind of like you know, we're we're kind of trying to figure out where do we belong and the whole thing, and that's why we end up becoming hypebeast. I think. Mm, and that's why. To answer his other questions, some of us become high beasts, and yeah. some of us assimilate to white culture. See, we're that, just picking our doors. We're trying to we're trying to pick the door. Th- this was good. <laughs> this was a good. This is, I'm glad we did. There's a this. lot. There's a lot going on. There's here. a lot going on here. There's a lot going on here. Um, I think ultimately, I think what you and I are trying to do is open doors. Really? Yeah. Open more doors. I think there's more than there's more than two doors. There's probably yeah. like 17 doors. There's <laughs> just 17 though. Just 17. No yeah. more. No more than that. That's, that's, after that, that's, that's how progressive I can be. There's only 17 types of people. Yeah. That's it. After that, <laughs> you know. But that's still progressive, you well, know, that's good. It, with today's standards. So yeah. So we're trying to open door number three. Yeah. Whatever that is, we don't even know. Ooh, exciting. Mm. Um, but yeah, shouts to uh, Dom Vo and Irving Chong and uh, whoever asked that other question. Um, Was it from the sub podcast? We're not giving us a podcast shout. <laughs> Adam Chong. So shall see you guys. Uh, keep those questions coming and uh, we'll keep doing this segment in future episodes.
And thank you so much for listening, everybody. That was episode 27. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as always, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at the Fumi Abe, T H E F U M I A B E. You can find me on Instagram at NicePantsBro. And we also have a joint account on Instagram. That's at AsianNotAsianPod. And that's also our email address, AsianNotAsianPod at gmail.com. And uh, catch us on uh, all sorts of comedy shows. We've got some coming up and yep. stuff. I don't know when this is going to release, but I'm just going to go ahead and make a generic statement that we have we, a comedy show every comedy third show. Wednesday. Every third Wednesday in New York City at Black Hat, Hat Lower East Side, 172 Rivington. Rivington. 8 o'clock. So look at your calendar. Find that third Wednesday. Did I say Thursday? I meant Wednesday. Third Wednesday. Third Wednesday. Find that shit. Put it down. It's called Hack Seat Comedy. We have a Facebook group. Check it and, out. Uh, check it out, man. And uh, be sure to leave reviews, comments. Tell all your friends about it. Yep. Keep telling your word of mouth is king. And reviews. We haven't had a lot of reviews, but we need more reviews. Yeah, so, we do. Please leave us reviews. And uh, other than that, I guess we'll see you guys next week. See you later. Bye.